This podcast is brought to you by First Steps NZ. We're about health and well-being for business. Where do business leaders begin when it comes to looking after their mental health? How they understand what the pressure and stress is doing to their body, who to talk to about it, and how they recover, all the while keeping their business going strong. Welcome to the Leadership and Mental Wellbeing Podcast with Michael Barnett and First Steps. Each week bringing you real and in-depth insight into the mental health of New Zealand's business leaders. Hi, I'm Michael Barnett and with me today is Carly Nicholson from Vitality Unlimited. And we continue our conversations about people who are performing under pressure. And I've talked before about the early signs of being under pressure. And for different people, it's different signs. I know for me, if I'm super busy, I get distracted. And some of the conversations I should be a part of or should be contributing to, I tend to overlook or I tend not to be able to participate in those. But I think the signs are different for everybody. What are the signs that you're seeing and how should we react when we see those signs in ourselves? That's a great point. There's a a few different ways that we can respond or we can be aware of when maybe things are less than optimal. Uh, Some of the early warning signs that I tend to see in other people might be um, having a low mood, for starters. What's a low mood? A low mood, just feeling maybe a bit flat, not having our usual vitality, not having our usual spark. It's generally a good way to recognise that. We just don't quite feel our usual chirpy self. Another sign uh, could be distraction, that we feel like we're constantly switched on, we're constantly scanning for what's going on, being hypervigilant. And another sign that we see when things might not be so great, when we're we're focusing so much on the past, we're ruminating over things that have happened, could have, would have, should have in the past. Or we're busy worrying about the future and it means we're not here in the present moment. Our brain is actually somewhere else. Our mind is thinking about other things that rather than what's going on right in front of us. And that's that's not great for our mental health. While it's not great for our mental health, it can't be good for our performance either, can it? Because if we're not focused and participating um, that's going to lead to more pressure on the on ourselves and how we operate. Absolutely. And to be the best version of ourselves, ideally we want to be focused, we want to be engaged, not only with work but with the people around us and what's going on. And there's research that's showing up to 47% of the time we're not in the here and now. I mean, that's huge. That means nearly half of the time we're thinking about the past, we're thinking about the future. So what does that say about where our mind is at at any given time? And you said it before, I think uh, we live in a world of a negative bias and we tend to, to dwell on the negatives and the negatives have usually got a what if in front of it or we doubt our own ability to achieve. How do you cultivate a more positive outlook? I think first of all, recognising that that negativity bias is actually hardwired into all of us. It's a survival mechanism that we've had for thousands of years. So that negativity bias, we're constantly scanning for threats. 
effectively to keep us alive, which isn't so useful in modern day and age. And so retraining the brain to look for more positive or more optimistic things that are going on around us is really, really important for a healthy mind. Now, being clear that this isn't about what's called toxic positivity. It isn't all, you know, fluffy unicorns and rainbows and and we shouldn't deny some of the stuff that's going on, some of the negative stuff, but it's also making sure we put a spotlight on some of the good stuff that's going on. You know, we see what we choose to see and if we only focus on the negative then our brain's going to rewire that way. But if we actually choose to spotlight some of the good things that are going on, that can make a huge difference to our mood, to our health, how we think, how we perform. And I think you're right. Some of the what-ifs that you put in front, they are good practice. Um, you know, and if you do the what-ifs, you, you're preventative. Um, I think some of us tend to go a little bit overboard and the... Um, I think trying to convert some of those into solutions and solution-based and more positivity would give us some better outcomes. Absolutely. And so a really simple place to start there with, again, retraining retraining our mind is actually how can we bring ourselves back to the present moment. So as you alluded to, sometimes we can catastrophize about things that might happen and chances are they might never happen, but we tend to think the worst. So actually a really effective place to start is first of all recognizing when our mind is either being hypervigilant or we're distracted or we're in a different place in time. So starting with the awareness and then how do we bring it back to the here and now. And look, a really, really simple place to start is actually using the five senses to ground yourself in the here and now. So we take ourselves out of our head, which could be caught in a vicious loop sometimes, and instead looking at, you know, what can I smell, what can I feel, what can I hear, taste and touch, and and actually be in the here and now can make a, a big difference. One of the things with me, I, I know that, I learned to be compassionate by others being compassionate with me. And I feel better about me when um, I'm being better to other people. So what are some of the practical tools that we can build on to make a better me? So getting outside of ourselves again and connecting with others is brilliant for us so active kindness for other people helps release oxytocin in the brain too it's a love hormone doesn't mean you'll fall in love but it makes you feel good doing things for other people and also practicing gratitude and there's a couple of ways you can do that like saying thank you to people genuinely acknowledging the people around you the good people around you and practicing gratitude to others but also even taking some time out to yourself to be grateful for the good things you've got going on around you. So with people or with certain situations, just actually taking time to stop and recognise some of those good things and being grateful for them can definitely elevate your mood. You talked about taking time. Mm. And, I mean, isn't that one of the, the bigger lessons that we can take? And I know that when we're feeling impatient with people, it's probably a better time to shut up and breathe. Um, and that's taking time and taking time to um, be really interested in how people are or to recognise they've done something positive, a good thing. So the taking time is a, it seems to me a really key element. 
hugely. And I see this coming through the conversations I'm having every day with business owners and leaders at the moment. Everyone's busy, everyone's on the grind. And what we talk about quite often at the moment is a really simple tool called STOP, as in how do you actually stop what you're doing? And then you use the STOP. So S is actually stop, recognize I need a moment. T is to take a breath, ideally breathe out, calm the body. O, observe what's actually going on around me. And then P is press play because that gives you a breathing space or a gap to then actually respond with intention rather than reacting from a place of, say, fear or anger. You can actually be far more intentional in how you show up with other people in your relationships, whether it's at work or at home. So just the STOP, I know we're all busy, but actually if you can take a pause, take a breath for a couple of minutes, it can make all the difference in actually acknowledging what's going on around you, some of the good stuff that's going on, calm the mind, quieten it down a little bit and actually engage with purpose with the people around us. Another conversation and I'm learning some more things about me and how I can make a better me. I've enjoyed talking with you again today, Carly. Carly Nicholson from Vitality Unlimited. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on our weekly podcasts and make sure to check out the firststeps.nz website for more tools, blogs and resources. Business leaders, change the things you can.